Evening prayer starts on page 22. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 97 and 98 are on page 460 to 462. The Lord is King, the earth may be glad thereof. Yea, the multitude of the isles may be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his seat. There shall go a fire before him, and burn up his enemies on every side. His lightnings gave shine unto the world. The earth saw it and was afraid. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens have declared his righteousness. All the peoples have seen his glory. Confounded be all they that worship carved images, and that delight in vain gods. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard of it and rejoiced, and the daughters of Judah were glad, because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art higher than all that are in the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. O ye that love the Lord, see that ye hate the thing which is evil. The Lord preserveth the soul of his saints. He shall deliver them from the hand of the ungodly. There is sprung up a light for the righteous, and joyful gladness for such as are true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks for remembrance of his holiness. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. With his own right hand, and with the holy arm, hath he gotten himself the victory. The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. 
He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourselves joyful unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord upon the harp. Sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also and shalms, O show yourself joyful before the Lord the King. Let the sea make a noise, and all that is, all that therein is, the round world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 49th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Listen, O coastlands, to me, and take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother he has made mention of my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he has hidden me, and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver he has hidden me. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and rise and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages, that you may say to the prisoners, go forth, to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pastures shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them, even by the springs of water he will guide them. I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Here ends the first lesson. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. 
He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 11th verse of the second chapter of Ephesians. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby, thereby putting to get death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For though, for through him we have both access, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, 
that they may avoid these those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you tonight. I wanted to start and, and just mention, I saw a video, I saw a, a, a preacher who was trying to point out the ex excellency of Christianity over other religions. And one of his remarks seemed a little disparaging to Judaism and the Old Testament. And I thought, wait, we are the Old Testament, we are the Jews, we are the Old Testament fulfilled. And Paul spent a lot of effort bringing unification between the Jews and the Gentiles. And I think in his defense, he was probably making a difference between Christianity and the Jewish religion that did not accept Jesus as Messiah. But I think it's really important to see how the Old Testament uh, works together. Let's see how the Old and the New are tied together tonight. So in our section tonight is the, the beginning of the servant songs and the, and the prophet, prophetic um, uh, prediction of, the, of the, the coming Messiah and God's servant. It talks about his functions and his task, his sufferings, humiliations, and his final exaltation. And the word servant in the section between four, uh, Isaiah 49 and Isaiah 57 occurs about 20 times, uh, which magnifies Jesus as the Lamb of God and, and who was slain to, to uh, redeem God's elect. So one of my thoughts is you might want to possibly plan to maybe to reread that whole section 49 through 57 to get a composite picture of the servant fulfilled in Jesus. So tonight we have uh, one of the four servant songs in uh, chapter 42, excuse me, in our chapter 42, wrong one, 49. And um, this one tells of the servant's mission and his spiritual success. So what we learn from this, that there's a whole world, including Gentiles, the coastlands and people from afar, are called to recognize two significant points. The first being that the Messiah's servant will be a human being born as others are of a woman yet virgin-born. And number two, he will be an individual as distinct from a personified groups, such as a nation of Israel, which has also been called the Lord's servant. And we'll see here that at times the servant is called Israel, and at times Israel is called God's servant. But um, the king sometimes represents the nation, and so um, the king of Israel would be called Israel at times. And so in this case, the, the servant Jesus is called Israel. The Old Testament helps us understand the greatness and faithfulness and holiness of our God and turns us towards Jesus. In 49.3, we read, You are my servant, O Israel. So as I mentioned, the Lord uses the name Israel here to refer to the Messiah. And it's, it's, it's a part of the intimate relationship that exists between a nation and its king. So Israel as a nation was a failure. They did not fulfill their, their um, calling. Jesus the King challenged sin and death and won life for all of his people. So one of the great promises is in 49, um, in the verses 9 and 10, the prisoners in the darkness 
and and the Messiah's uh, advent, the, the the condition of people change. The kingdom becomes evident, and uh, so they will start to enjoy the uh, the kingdom. And so what we do is we live in the kingdom now, and then um, what we realize is this is a foretaste of the fulfillment of the kingdom. In Revelation, John wrote, They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So we live in the foretaste of the fulfillment of this kingdom. So as we turn to, to Ephesians, we see Paul does spends, I mentioned Paul spends a lot of his time trying to unite the Jewish Christians with the Gentile Christians. And we see some of the, the words that the Jewish people use to describe the Gentiles. One is the uncircumcision. And these people, the Gentiles, they, they uh, experienced two types of alienation. The first was social, and that was rep, uh, resulting from the animosity that existed between the Jews and the Gentiles for thousands of years. The Jews considered Gentiles to be outcasts and objects of derision and reproach. So you can imagine if we start showing up in church together, there's going to be some uh, long-standing feelings that have to be dealt with. The second and more significant type of alienation was spiritual because the Gentiles as a people were cut off from God. So they were, they were without Christ or the Messiah, having, having no thought of a Savior until the, uh, Christ fulfilled it and the message was preached to them. They were alien and aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, so they didn't have the history, the rich history of God's action um, to guide them to Jesus. And then they were also strangers from the covenant of the promises that we've read in the Old Testament. And they had no hope because they hadn't been given a defined prompt, the divine promise. So they were without God in the world. And um, they had a lot of gods, but they didn't recognize the true God. So they were also called, the Jewish called them those who were far off. And that was a rabbinical way to reference non-Jews. So the key point is with this division, Paul's... Paul's goal in writing is to combine the Jews and uh, Gentiles. And uh, in verse 19, he says, Fellow citizens with the saints, God's kingdom is made up of the people from all time who have trusted in him. So that includes all of us. There are no strangers, foreigners, or second-class citizens in God's kingdom. Members of the household of God, redeemed sinners, not only become heavenly citizens, but also members of God's own family. So the, God bestows on all believers the same infinite love he gave to his son. So it's just something to keep in mind as, as we move forward into our prayer that uh, we, are, we are one together and as a group. Um, and God has blessed all of us and um, not just some of us. Let's continue with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to pray with you. Thank you, Barb and Aaliyah, for um, responding and reading. Good to see you all. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Yeah, thanks, Deacon. Have a good night, everybody.